We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show. Happy trade deadline week. It's here. Thursday. Trade deadline comes up 3 p.m. Eastern time. That means we've got plenty to dive into today. But first, uh, Keith, the end of our last show on Friday, our Front Office Friday show live, we teased a little surprise for this week. Uh, I think we should probably go ahead and uh, and reveal that, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think that would be fair in case anybody was still with us at the end, which I know a lot of people were with the live and people were, a couple of people did ask, like, what is going on? And some guests, like, oh, they're turning the show subscription only and all that. We're right. not. Run off the show is staying uh, free to all you. We're, we're just doing a little add-on content. Uh, the two of us are starting a little writing project together, which I'm I'm really excited about. So you want to tell people more about it? Sure. Yeah. What we what we've got going on is something called the Basketball Bulletin, and I'm going to drop the link in the description down below. Uh, Keith and I are putting together this Substack where we can put together our thoughts on the NBA. Keith is going to be putting in some game notes, giving you details on every single game that that he's watching, all the stuff that's going on. I'm going to be doing some editorial stuff on there, writing about a lot of different things around the NBA. Some trade talks, of course. There'll be some Lakers stuff that gets put in there as well. But the bottom line is that this is a way that if you if you want to, if you like our content and you want to support us directly, this is going to be the way uh, to do that is to go check out this Substack and we're making it as as cheap as Substack allows us because we want to make sure that this gets out to as many people as we can. There will be some free posts of sort, of course, as well, some members only posts in addition to that for it for subscribers. But uh, I'm really excited about this. You know, this is how I started was with was with writing, getting into this business. So I'm excited to uh, to embark on this endeavor with you, Keith. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And again, Keith came up with the name. I love it. I love alliteration. The basketball bulletin. Here we go. Yeah, I'm super fired up to do this. I'm for anybody who may be wondering, I'm still going to be running at Spotrack. So you won't see a lot of detailed cap analysis from me there. That'll all still live over on Spotrack. But this is a place for me to put other things out there. Maybe some of the things that I've been putting on Twitter and the like that, quite frankly, it's time to try to, if we can, profit off that just just a little bit because you know every little bit helps where uh i can say this with all confidence neither one of us is uh living in that uh 20 room mansion just yet so sure but when we are uh, i'll go back to giving out a lot more free uh stuff but we're, we're just trying to trying to make stuff work and we both wanted a place where we could put 
other basketball thoughts. So if, if, if I have something that's not necessarily cap related that I wanted to get into, like I'd, I'd see a really cool set or a really great play. I wanted to be able to break that down somewhere other than just throwing it on Twitter where it just quite frankly, a lot of things get lost on there. Now they, they, they don't like to uh, share some videos and some stuff just gets completely missed or we all know it gets shouted down by trolls and turns into a mess. So, so we're looking forward to people who like our content, who want to interact with us. We'll do that. And we're going to have some other cool stuff to trust me. We're, we're very much working all this out uh, mm-hmm. here, but we're going to figure some stuff out. We'll probably do maybe some subscriber only things where we maybe do a chat or something and, uh, you know, get, get with some people and the like, and, and that'll be a lot of fun. So I think we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this and uh, really get into just, you know, doing some stuff that is different from where you can find no, our okay. other, uh, our other content, other places. There it is in the background. I love it. Looks good. There it is. There, there's the logo for it, for the sub stack. Um, again, you guys, I'm going to put the link in the description down below. Oh, they threw off all my coloring on my camera for a moment there, but um. <laughs> Uh, you guys. Oh yeah, check out. I'm seeing it now too. There we go. Yeah, it's it's because I'm wearing orange. this yellow. It's this yeah. Lakers. I my uh my, I think my camera must be <laughs> must be made out of Boston or something like that because the there Lakers is. gold tends to throw things off. But uh, but there it is. There's the logo for it. We're gonna drop the link in the description down below here on on YouTube. So again, great way to directly again directly support uh Keith and I if you like our content. So guys, make sure you check that out. Uh, and I'm really excited for this, Keith. This is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully everybody goes and and gives it a look. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, anything support we can get from y'all, y'all have been so good supporting the show here. And we promise, 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 nothing will change with front office. Yes, it's going to continue to be uh, as often as we we do it, and it'll continue to be free for you to enjoy and everything else. We'll continue with the uh, Friday live shows this week special. So might as well, since we're in promotion mode, uh, where uh, this week we likely will not do front office Friday because it's going to be replaced by a very long trade deadline show um, Mm -hmm. the day before. So we're, we're going to hammer out the details of that probably later today. So by the tomorrow's episode that comes out on Tuesday, um, we'll be able to tell you what time we're getting together for that. And that'll be like a, extra long, extra large, hopefully reacting to a ton of stuff live uh, front office Friday show. We'll, we'll have a lot of fun with that. We're, we're, we're really looking forward to it. I think that'll be our third or fourth one that we've mm-hmm. done. And we've had a blast the last couple of years. Cause we, it's, it's, it's kind of, it almost replaces like the, what Twitter used to be where it's like, we find out about something, but we all find out about it together while we're watching. And then we go crazy. And sometimes we're in the middle of breaking something down and, you guys More in the chat are like telling us like, Hey, this, this is going on, go to Woj's page or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, so we'll be live ahead of the actual deadline itself, which is 3 PM Eastern on Thursday, the eighth. Uh, and then after a little bit after it as well, uh, just breaking stuff down and we go live a little bit after lunchtime, usually because if anything happened in the morning, we'll catch up with it. And quite frankly, I know I don't, as much as I love to hear myself talk, I don't have the stamina to talk for like eight hours straight. So, so we'll, 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 we'll get into it in the afternoon. We, we try to save that for draft night, but yes, that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Hopefully you join us live on Thursday for the trade deadline. Um, going to be a lot of fun, busy week around the NBA, obviously. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into some of our news here and let's start with this. This is, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Joel Embiid's injury, 
uh, and Zach Levine's injury. Zach Levine, we know, is having surgery on his foot. He's done for the season. That's it. Um, I don't know if it was the Pistons trade rumors that scared him off, and he said, quick, somebody operate on, on this foot or what, but Zach Levine is done for the season. And then Joel Embiid, we're still not certain that he's done for the season, but Keith, everything I've looked up about this injury, this meniscus injury, if you elect to go the surgery route, which long-term is the better choice, but if you elect to go the surgery route, the recovery timeline to me doesn't suggest that he's back this season. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he is back this season. Yeah, so we'll start with the Levine one because that's just the easier one because we know more about it. Uh, foot injury. I've had some people suggest to me now he may have gone from a slightly positive to a neutral contract to now this might be one where it's considered bad and the, the Bulls are going to have to give up something to get off of it. If you're the Bulls, you don't do that now. You just mm-hmm. let it play out. You readdress in the summertime. Yeah, sure, if Detroit's like, hey, we still want him and we think we can get him at a reduced cost right now and have him healthy, ready to go for the start of next season. Maybe that does happen. We we saw a trade made last week where two guys aren't going to play this year between the Rockets and Grizzlies for Steven Adams and Victor Oladipo. So teams can't trade. It's funny. Every mm-hmm. single year we get this. And I know, but wait, I know exactly he's injured. where it comes from. It's because yep. 2K doesn't let you trade injured players. Or at least it didn't for a long time. And I know that's where it comes from because I've had people say, I'm like, because I've asked, I'm like, where do people get this from? They're like, oh, because in 2K, you can't do it. You could trade injured players. Happens all the time. Just happened, like I said. So maybe Detroit would probably be the one. They seem to have the most interest in Levine. Anyway, maybe they're like, hey, the cost is less now. Let's go get them and we'll have them ready to go for the start of next season. Uh, But we'll see. My guess is now this is probably one where Let's regroup in July and we'll talk about it then. But they said six to eight, uh, was it six to eight months on Levine? Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking right around the start of the next season. If we're kind of, even if we split the difference on that, seven months from now, that's eight months from now, that's right around media day, started training camp. So I'd hope I get him ready, get him in training camp. He's ready to go for the start of the season. Embiid, so unfortunately, I know way more about this than I ever thought I would because of Rob Williams a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. He went through the same thing as Embiid with the torn meniscus. And there's kind of three options. There is the rest uh, and rehab option, which is no surgery. You let it rest. You see if it calms down uh, for a little bit. And then can you play through it? Embiid has already done that once um, in his career. In the other knee, uh, he played through it after taking some time off. Then there is the the kind of trim option, which is mm-hmm. they basically go in, they cut a chunk of the meniscus tear off, and that is a shorter uh, return time. You you come back in a span of generally a month or two, uh, you can get back. It's about six to eight weeks. Then the other option is the the cert, the full repair option, and the repair option is measured in months. At that point, you're talking you know, probably two, three, four months. And very likely I would imagine that would be end of the season stuff for Embiid unless we're deep in a playoff run and he could return for something like that. So all that said, he's definitely having surgery. And my guess is from, because it's been very vague, right? We haven't heard yet Mm -hmm. what's going on other than he is going to go the surgical route. So that probably tells us, all right, the rest rehab option isn't viable. So he's got to have surgery. And one of the things I'm guessing is much like it was with Rob Williams, 
It was, we think it will be this, but we won't really know till we open up the knee, we get in there and look at it. Once we do that, then we'll have a better idea what we're facing. And then we'll know, of course, what procedure we did in much more of a timeline. So I have not seen anybody definitively report on the surgery is X date, um, but it's probably, I would assume, going to be here in the next day or two. And then once that happens, then we'll get a real sense probably shortly after the surgery of how long uh, Joel and me, it's going to be out. But it's it's going to be a while at least, let, let's say that much. Yeah, and that's uh, obviously if he is if he is out out that is a huge blow uh, to the seventy. I mean, essentially, it removes the seventy sixers from the title race. I don't yeah. know how much it will impact what they do uh, at the trade deadline. I would assume that they would. I, the last I saw, and I don't recall who who had at this point of year, everybody's got something, <laughs> and, and it's like coming yeah. from a million a million places. But. Um, Last I saw, they were still behaving as though he will be around for the 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 postseason, and you know, making yeah. uh, having trade conversations as though he's going to be there, and they're going to really make this push. I hope that's accurate because you never want to see a, a top talent like that out for the playoffs. But um, we'll get more details on exactly what his timeline really looks like. And uh, last I saw was he was once they get in there, they'll have a better idea of how long he's really out. Yeah, that's pretty standard with this type of injury because it can vary. As much as I understand after reading a ton about it a couple of years ago with Rob Williams is there is the whole approach of, yeah, we get in there, we take a look at it, but imaging can only show you so much. Then when we're actually in the surgery, we see it. Now, the other thing that happens sometimes is you can go for the either the rest rehab or the trim mm-hmm. and it doesn't fix things the right. way it needs to be fixed. We all saw that with Rob Williams. He was not the same guy came back. Now his knee injuries that he's out with right now is the other injury, but he did have a subsequent surgery on the same knee. So he had the trim. Then they went in and had to do a full cleanup surgery. And that kept him out for about half the last season or so with the Celtics. And then this year, unfortunately, the injury was to the other knee. And Embiid's a guy who's he's already had a lot going on. He had back stuff coming into the draft, uh, which caused him to drop and they did drop very far, but drop a little bit. He had uh, foot stuff very early in his career, and he's had now injuries to both knees. So it, it's getting a little scary of, you know, where this could be and, you know, how is this going to impact somebody who is top two, three guy in the league when he's healthy, yeah. if not the very top one uh, player in the league. I mean, that's how dominant he had been for large chunks of this year. So this just, it sucks. And we don't know with Philly, where is this going to go? to your point you were making, they've still got a ton of flexibility to do a lot of stuff. I don't know that it makes sense to go all in because even if you feel like, all right, Hey, he's going to be back in two months that gets him back before the end of the regular season gets in a couple tune-up games and we're ready to go for the playoffs. How long is it going to, is it going to last for a full playoff run? You know, what else has happened? You know, what we'll see with that. So that's, that puts Daryl Morey in just a weird spot, but it was no lock Daryl Moore was going to do anything at this trade deadline major anyway, because mm-hmm. he has kind of been saying, Hey, we can, we can do it now or we can do it this summer. But by, by the end of this summer free agent period, he's going to have done something because they're going to have to do uh, stuff with just the way their books are lined up. So it's, they remain a very interesting team to watch and how they, how they maybe change their priorities here in the next uh, few days. 
All right, let's jump over to a trade, a potential trade rumor that uh, that Mark Stein had. Uh, Grant Williams potentially for Bobby Portis. So you've got the Mavs and the Bucks getting involved. I would, Keith, to me, I, I go, why, why are, the, why would Milwaukee do this? Given that Bobby Bobby Portis is like their main backup at both the four and the five, he's the guy that steps in. Should Brook Lopez go down? You know, you're not going to get that same quality out of Grant Williams. Very different player. So I'm a little confused on the Milwaukee. I get it from the the Dallas side. A little confused on the Milwaukee side. Is that was that your reaction as well, or am I missing something here? Yeah, this seems almost like it, I, I I hate to compare it to this because it's it, it's not really how it works in pro sports. But this is like when you're fantasy league and you're like I'm bored. Hey, want to make a trade right. <clears throat> today? And you you kill an afternoon of a workday hashing out a trade through text or the league messaging or whatever. And then you figure it out just because neither one of you has anything else to do. Anybody who's played fantasy sports has probably been in that spot at some point. I I just don't get it. You know, Grant Williams. Yeah. He can play, play the five. Basically Milwaukee runs a three big rotation with Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo as the the starters at the center and power forward spot. And then Mm -hmm. Portis backs both of them up. And then they just, they rotate between the three of them. You can do the same thing with Grant Williams. You you would do the exact same thing. I'm just not sure how much more you're getting out of it. Like, out of Grant Williams than Bobby Portis. Contracts are fairly similar. Williams runs out one year longer than Portis's does, but the money is very, very close. Grant Williams actually makes a little bit more money. So unless there was something where, yeah, we just don't believe Portis can keep this level of production up, we really like Grant Williams. This would make maybe a little bit more sense if these teams were like conference rivals because Grant Williams, for anything anybody thinks about him, one thing he has done very well over the years is he defends Giannis as well as mm-hmm. anybody does. And that's not, I'm by no means someone's going to be like, yeah, Grant Williams shuts him down. He doesn't, but he makes him work. He, he's he's very good at guarding players like that, but you, you're you not. I don't know. Are you really that worried about meeting the Mavs in the finals? you got to pull Grant Williams away. So unless you're worried somebody else is going to trade for him, I, I'm not, I, I'm just not understanding this, this deal uh, here. Why, why either side would really want to do this. Yeah. Agreed. I, I'm a little bit surprised with that as, as well, but um, we'll see. It's something that's out there. Maybe it is yeah. just out of boredom. Hey, everybody else is talking <laughs> yeah. trades. Look, you want to want to do something? Yeah. All right. Let's get something done. Um, but I hope we're not running real teams. Like, running fantasy teams but sometimes i do wonder yeah well when you're a with a billionaire with a capital b <laughs> sometimes you just you get a little bored um it's all true. right let's talk uh not that i would know um subscribe to our Substack. uh jared <laughs> vanderbilt uh his injury i should have done this with the downer stuff uh absolutely brutal i mean just brutal essentially they just got him back they just got him yeah. back because he he started playing in december um the for the lakers but uh he was not jared vanderbilt it was not the same guy he was nowhere close and then finally it was um like the last five games that he played it was like oh okay he's back he's back to being himself he's back to being healthy you could see he was not right out there on the court for a couple of months really he came back beginning of december and then it was only the last few games of january that he started looking right took a funny step against boston and uh, it's a midfoot injury. As of this moment, they haven't officially announced he's out for the season, 
but it sure sounds like that's where this is is heading. Uh, D'Angelo Russell even tweeted this morning that he has thoughts uh, for his dog, Vando. He said, like, clearly it, this is bad. Um, it's some type of midfoot injury. Again, we don't have anything specific on it yet, but I think the Lakers are preparing for Jared Vanderbilt to be out for the season now. Yeah, and he was playing great in that game against Celtics, even in a couple three-pointers, which was when it was kind of like, uh, it might not be the Celtics night if Jared Vanderbilt's tossing in three-pointers clean, uh, you know, threes. And it was just, he stepped out on a steal. In my initial thought, because he did the whole, he stole the ball, and then he did the whole, he looked back thing. And that's very common yeah. because players always say, when an Achilles snaps, you feel like somebody kicked you in the back of the heel uh, back there. And you, you kind of turn around and look back to see what happened. He did that, but they, they pretty early on, they were like, it is a foot injury. Now I even the rest of that night, I was like, all right, foot injury, but sometimes that's foot leg. We just call it that. And then we find out later since then it has been confirmed. I think several places it's not the Achilles, but we still don't know what kind of foot injury this is, but yeah, nothing sounds good for him coming back this year. And that, that hurts. And it was, it was interesting because I did see somebody suggest, well, you know, maybe the Lakers are more inclined to trade him. It's not trade eligible. He has a trade restriction till after the trade deadline because of the extension he signed. So that takes that off the table. He'll obviously be back with the Lakers uh, at least to start the off season portion of things with, with, with everything. But yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough loss for a guy who was, like you said, really starting to get back to the player. The Lakers really fell in love with when they acquired him last year in the, the trade deadline. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. 
Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah. Yeah. And they do have them on a, on a long-term deal because they signed up that extension this past summer, yep. but... Um, we'll see. And the rumor is right now the Lakers are looking for wings out there on the trade market. We'll see if they can get something done or not, um, probably to replace Jared Vanderbilt. Um, speaking of a wing who's out there on the market, uh, well, I mean, kind of a uh, wing. PJ, of a PJ thing, Washington. Yeah. Big, big wing, kind of somewhere in between. <laughs> PJ Washington uh, is getting interest from the Clippers. I'd have to imagine PJ Washington is going to get interest from a number of teams, but the Clippers' interest in him is, uh, is particularly noteworthy. Do you think they have the pieces to land him? Yeah, that's the interesting thing. The salary match obviously would be PJ Tucker. Uh, so it, that would be yeah. PJ Tucker goes to the Hornets, and then the Hornets probably immediately start bio conversations with PJ Tucker, and that would be a two two season bio uh, is what what that would work out to be. Up oh, uh, three to oh, four weeks. There it is. There There's the breaking news. Well, that's better news than that's way better yeah, than way than we better thought. Yeah. Going back to Jared Vanderbilt, that, right. that's. That's so fantastic. breaking news, yeah, Sham Sharania tweets, well, he's sharing the Lakers' actual report is, he has a right midfoot sprain and will be reevaluated in approximately three to four weeks. So that's probably back to play in five or six yeah. if everything goes that's, okay. So, that's the, that's that's the best we could hope for. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. With, with yeah. That's fantastic. Monster. So that's great. So disregard everything we said about five minutes ago. So yeah, I mean, that. everything did yeah. have has sounded like, hey, this is not going to go well. Yeah. That's okay. This Thank is you, why we wait, gods. though, right? We want to yeah. wait for this. Is why we were so cautious with the Embiid stuff. Of it could be this, or it could be that, or it could be this, because we just don't know. And you got to wait until the team comes out and tells you. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's great news for the for the Lakers. So we'll 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 zip on through the rest because I know you've got work to do. Now. That means I've got work to do. Yep. Um, so all right. So PJ Washington, Clippers are known. They 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 really kind of the only rotation hole they have is a backup power forward. They've got centers, they've got guards, they've got wings. It's really just one more for Kobe Brown, not really quite ready as the rookie. For whatever reason, they 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 don't want it to be PJ PJ Tucker. So PJ Washington becomes maybe somebody they could go get. He's got a really nice contract. Uh this is Cl the Clippers last kind of chance to take on salary and trades because they're definitely going to be a second apron team next year. Barring, barring everything falls apart and James Harden and, and Paul George leave as mm -hmm. free agents, they're going to be very expensive and a second apron team. So this is to me, this is a really good kind of player to get because you could play him at the four. You could, you, he plays a lot as a small ball five, especially right now with all of Charlotte's injuries. So I did this one makes a lot of sense. He should be higher on the list. Like if we're talking about Grant Williams, Bobby Portis teams should be really like, Hey, PJ Washington is somebody who should go get. He's had some big scoring games, including he had like 43 points, like, like within the last yeah. couple of weeks, nobody noticed because it's the Hornets and they stink. So it, it is a, you know, it's a thing. Have you seen too? We're now approaching the, what, almost the two thirds mark of the season. Uh -huh. They have not won a single game by double digits yet this year. They play my Lakers tonight, Keith. I'm uh, well, maybe, maybe I just put it in the universe. Yeah, the, and the Lakers are are the the epitome of Jekyll and Hyde. Um, so we will yeah. see. But you're right. Yeah, they've they've lost their last seven games. 
They currently have the worst point differential in the NBA by a pretty wide margin. They're a minus 12. The next lowest is a minus 9.7 in the entire yep. league. Yeah, their and that's wins. The so yeah, here's I can go through their wins quickly because there's so few of them. They had they won by six, by one, by seven, by three, by three, by one, by three, by seven, and by four, and by three. So that's their 10 victories. None of wow. them by more than 10 points. And that's never happened in NBA history. That a team, even the awful Bobcats teams and the awful Sixers process teams all won a game by 10 or more points. So, so there you go. Making, yeah. making progress, making yeah. progress right there. Making, uh, I should say making history. That's <laughs> yeah, what making the history. Yeah. Making yeah. I mean, history. Hey, if you're going to be bad, you might as well be bad. Right. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get into this. The nuggets are looking for backcourt depth. Uh, and maybe DeLon Wright might be an option. We've heard a lot about, about Tyus Jones, but DeLon Wright would make a lot of sense for a lot of teams. And I know he's battled some injuries, mm -hmm. but this uh, the Nuggets don't have a lot of tradable assets to use. So it would make sense to go after maybe a lower tier guard that they could go get if indeed they do want this uh, this backcourt depth. Yeah, he, DeLon Wright is kind of, it, it's been a miserable season for him with, with the mm -hmm. Wizards' second season. It's been a weird last few seasons for him. He didn't play a lot in Atlanta and then he turned it, they basically tried to kind of turn him into almost a defensive specialist. Then he went to Washington last year, played a bigger role, played played pretty well this year again. Just a weird Wizards team. They're clearly not going anywhere productive. They're, they're trying to move into a different direction, playing younger options and the like. So, and as you said, he's had a lot of injuries. So, if, yeah, if you could snag him for the cheap, you know, go go get him and kind of go go from there. The Nuggets' problem is going to be matching salary in mm -hmm. trades. They just they're, they're you're talking about trading maybe a guy on a rookie contract, uh, whether that be the first or second round, or maybe two or three of those guys. And they have to be careful of taking on money because they're hard capped at the second apron. They were the first first team ever and still currently the only team that's hard capped yeah. at the second apron. And initially. If you go back and watch our summer shows, we talked about, well, Reggie Jackson was given the extra money and get, given the player option for next year because he gave up the right to block a trade. And our assumption was, well, yeah, he's probably going to get moved. He's been good for them, and he's become a very key player. So I don't think he goes anywhere. So I, I get it to go for DeLon Wright. Just I wouldn't hold, the, hold our breaths on this one just yet. I, I'm not sure that's going to be how it goes down. All right, let's jump over to a team that has a lot going on, the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, well, something's not going on, like Bogdan Bogdanovich, Alec Burks. Uh, I'm sorry, Boyan Bogdanovich. I always mix up my my Bogdanoviches, yeah. the Bogdanovi. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. I'll go back and forth all day here, Keith. Uh, Boyan <laughs> Bogdanovich, they're That's apparently the right not going to move him, not going to move Alec Burks either. And that makes no sense. But they've also got some other things that they're that they're looking at doing. I know you had more details on that. Yeah, the Bogdanovich Burks thing there continue to say we need good picks and solid players to come back. They 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 really have no desire, especially with Bogdanovich. They seemingly don't have any interest in moving him because one of their thought processes here is we can use him next season like they have him under contract for next year 
Burks is slightly different, but there's been a lot of buzz. They wouldn't mind re-signing him and bringing Alec Burks back. And neither one of them has played poorly considering the Pistons stink. They've, they've both been okay. Um, but this feels like we're just hit rewind to last mm-hmm. year of, Hey, let's just keep these guys and just kind of keep things moving. So, so that's kind of the one, uh, you know, part of it there. The other two things that came out is the Minnesota Timberwolves have some trade interests in Monte Morris. Okay. Sure. Like that kind of makes some sense, right? Timberwolves yeah. really need another stable guard. Tim Connolly drafted Monte Morris with the Nuggets. So there's a connection there. Um, he talked uh, when they traded him away, um, there, there was talk of like that. That was, that was rough right on them to make that move um, there. So it's a, uh, you know, a guy I think he, he would like, and that would give them somebody who could come in behind Mike Conley and just keep things really stable and keep, keep things moving. And then the other uh, piece of Pistons news is they're still interested in Tobias Harris. Now, this was couched with they may not make a trade for Tobias Harris because there may not be a trade between them and the Sixers that makes sense, but they may look to use some of their cap space this summer on going to get Tobias Harris. I think the bigger takeaway is Pistons, just like they tried to do last year, sounds like they're good. They're serious about we're going to try to be a good team next year. We're going to try to pull a Rockets, get some guys in here who can help lift us up from being a bad team at the bottom of the lottery and at least start to push forward towards the playoffs uh, berth. We'll see if that works or not for them, but, but it's, 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 it's definitely at least sounds like they're maybe moving in a direction. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see if this time it works out for them and they're able to, to be a decent, you know, close to playoff team for next season. Insert the arrested uh, development meme here. It didn't work. Said it didn't work for them. It doesn't work and they, for those they, people. And they delude themselves well, into thinking yeah. it will, but maybe it'll work for well, maybe us. Maybe it'll work for us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. Speaking of the Rockets, the Rockets are shooting for the stars. That's what Rockets do, right? As far <laughs> yes. as I understand, I'm by my my uh, space days are a little behind me, but I think that's what they do. But yeah. I mean, we kind of get this, right? They they, yeah. they were in on Mikhail Bridges. The reports are they offered a lot of stuff for Mikhail Bridges. It was a lot of draft picks, including, hey, Nets, you want some of your picks back that you gave us in the James Harden trade? And you want Jalen Green, which that kind of makes sense. If you bring in Bridges, you still have Dylan Brooks. Jalen Green's going to get squeezed out. So if you could put him in there to plus up a trade offer, why not? But the Nets so far have held firm of, no, nah, we're not really – interested in that we'd rather keep bridges but it's now been mentioned by i think jake fisher mentioned it mm-hmm. tim mcmahon mentioned it i i don't know if anybody else has i think uh i think brian windhorse might have mentioned it kind of more in passing but if guys like donovan mitchell or zion williamson or if god forbid joel Embiid ever became available the rockets are that's where they're thinking for their next big acquisition is let's try to go get somebody like that. Now, obviously if you make a bridges trade, you're probably not making a move like that. Cause you probably, that's where your capital went out on, but yeah. just gives you a sense of the rockets are, this is kind of, I think Tim McMahon keeps saying they're in like phase two, which was like the let's get some guys and be a better team. And then it's, we don't want to stay here very long. And that, that adds to it. If you can go get some star star level guys, Go do it. So I think we're going to start to be in a position where you start here in Houston connected to a lot of these guys, which is kind of funny because that happened under Daryl Morey. They were mm-hmm. always kind of connected to the next guy that they were going to go get. And they, they tried a handful of next guys, right? They had Dwight, they had uh, 
CP, they had Russ. They, none of them worked out fully. CP probably worked out the best, right? They yeah. they, they got close. They, they, and it's still one of the what ifs. What if uh, you know they'd been healthy? Would they have beat that Warriors team? Right. What if they didn't have one of the absolute worst shooting performances ever in a game seven? Was it twenty seven miss? It was. It was awful. In a row yeah. Or something like that. Like, would they have been there? So that's just always going to be something I think we'll we'll always leave in the what if uh, columns. Maybe Marvel will do an episode on what if they made a couple of those threes and let us know. But yeah, I. This doesn't really surprise me. I think Tim Fertitta is done with the I'm done with being a bad team. Like let's yeah. let's try to get this thing moving in in a direction where we're really we're we're good again. I you know, I was thinking about that today because I actually used um a Infinity War clip on my my Dear Darwin series that I've been doing, the the shorts over on on YouTube and on X and everything. I used an Infinity War clip where Thanos is throwing Gamora into the pit. And I started thinking, like, the Marvel What If series, why have we not gotten, and this is totally unscheduled nonsense, but why have we not gotten What If Star-Lord wasn't an idiot and had, like, punched Thanos in the face? Like, do they take yeah. the Infinity Glove off, the, the Infinity Gauntlet off, and then that's it? The whole th series is over, that's it? <laughs> yep. It's done. Right. Like, what happens then? What, what would have happened in that, that instance? So, uh because that seemed like a pivotal what moment if, too. And if they would have had to like spin it to like one of them picks it up and like puts oh, it on, yeah. and then I mean maybe maybe like hey, we don't want to turn one of them into a bad guy, but I don't know. They did the whole thing. What if Black Panther was or T'Challa was Star, Star Lord, Lord, right? Yeah, that was one of them. So I don't know. I full disclosure, maybe it makes me a bad Marvel fan. I've not watched any of the new season yet. I'm, oh okay. Oh, I've, I've actually watched it, which is great. Usually oh, you watch stuff before it, I do. Yeah. Those ones I see as almost like companions to the series. Like I've watched sure. all of Echo now, and I enjoyed it. Okay, I haven't watched that. Um, so like I, I, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good actually. Um, I, it, you could see it was maybe not what was intended. Like you could tell it was chopped up and put back together in a lot of different ways because I think it got oh, cut really? from so many episodes to so many. I think like eight to five or whatever, and hmm. you could see some of the sloppiness that was done there, but it was okay. I had no real real issues with it. It was enjoyable for a quick five episode watch. It was like, you know, something I think I watched over two days. But yeah. I'll get into what if at some point. All Star Breaks coming. It's only a couple weeks away. That's probably that's right. I'll I'll tune in on on, on that. So we'll see. But yeah, man, it's uh yeah, I I um curious to see if we get something here i was talking to somebody today and they said monday's kind of the last day of we need two first round picks yeah we'll give you two second round picks that's kind of the last day tuesday it gets a little more serious wednesday things really start to happen and then thursday morning it's like all right are we doing this or are we not because right we're, we're up against it now because it's you know they, we, we think in terms because it's how the league thinks and 3 p.m. Eastern is the trade deadline time. It's noon on the West Coast. And that means, like, not that it's a big deal to be, hey, we got to be up at four o'clock in the morning on yeah. trade deadline day working. Of course they are. And they're You're up sleeping in your office that day. It's, yeah, exactly. But that's, it is a little more things go. And it, these days tend to go, they get a little quiet right around lunchtime on the East Coast and then things will pick up. But I, 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 I think if, you know, there's always, it feels like each year at the trade deadline, one move kind of slides in. Maybe that was 
really early, and that was the Adams Oladipo trade happened. Mm-hmm. To, you know, that was our early uh, deadline week move. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We might get something else here. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully, we do. Hopefully, do. Hopefully, we get an exciting trade deadline. And uh, it surprises us. But again, everybody, before we get out of here, go check out our Substack Basketball Bulletin. Putting the link in the description down below. So make sure you guys give that a look for us. If you want to support us and you want to get some extra content there, some great reading. At least I think it's going to be great anyway. Go check that out. Don't forget to subscribe right here to the YouTube channel as well. And of course, over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again, everybody. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.